Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Trailblazers show. The Portland Trailblazers have won the World Championship. On Believe Podcast Network. Boom, chakalaka! Portland's number one sports podcast network. Now, the Blazers win in four overtime. 140 to 137. Here's your host, Jordan Schultz. I miss sports. I've been saying that over and over this week. It has just been such a different time with sports basically coming to a stop. And we're all kind of wondering where we go from here, both as sports fans and as people. So we're all kind of looking to... Uh, different avenues to entertain ourselves, uh, maybe trying to spend a little more time with the family, watching old sports movies. I watched a couple last week. It was awesome. We'll go over that more in episode 12 of Believe in Trailblazers. But I just wanted to take some time, and without any real basketball going on, uh, we wanted to bring on one of my oldest friends and someone that covers the NBA for USA Today and LeBron Wire on Believe in Trailblazers episode 12. That is coming up. And this is episode 12 of Believe in Trailblazers on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is Portland's number one podcast network. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you have any burning questions that you want answered on the show, or if you think I'm crazy, trust me, a lot of people do, you can hit me up on Twitter, on the air, Jordan, with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Yeah, a lot of people so unsure uh, with the future and what is coming next. Uh, We already heard this week that the Tokyo Olympics are being pushed back, and a lot of people have questions about all their other favorite sports leagues, but especially the domino that started everything with the coronavirus pandemic as far as businesses and leagues being closed, the NBA. And I thought I would bring on an NBA expert to talk about it. Joining us now, he is a veteran of the Portland and NBA media. He's a basketball expert and covers all things LeBron James for LeBron Wire and USA Today, as well as covering the NBA for the Associated Press. Please welcome Eric Gunderson. Eric, thank you so much for taking some time during this period of self-isolation. How are you doing with all this extra free time, man? Dude, uh, I'm doing all right, Jordan. It's good to be on with you. Um, you know, as a fellow South Salem Saxon, you know, it's fun to, you know, be on the on the, on the call with you uh, during these strange times. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I mean, I have a lot of free time on my hands. I'm watching a lot more TV shows. Watching, I'm currently in a Anthony Bourdain, no reservations, love it mode right now. Um, and then I'm also doing a project for LeBron Wire where I'm rewatching all of his finals games. I started doing it last week, and I'm on. Uh, I'm doing one series a week, so this week I'm doing the 2011 NBA Finals, and I just did yeah. Game Two today. And I should add that, yes, uh, we are both South Salem Saxons, uh, alum from South Salem, went to high school together. I think you played further along. Uh, you made varsity football. I quit before that, right? Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, there's no making varsity football. Like, <laughs> That's you're true. Just, you're, you're just there. Like, you're there. You know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> like, like you can you show, show up and dress. If you show up to practice, you're on the team. Like that's <laughs> oh. that's varsity football. So yeah. yes, I was on. 
I quote unquote made the team. Well, it, it ain't like Texas high school football, right? In Oregon? No, 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 not at all. We're talking with Eric Gunderson. He covers the NBA for LeBron Wire and USA Today, as well as the Associated Press. All right. So this is just an unprecedented world that we're living in right now, Eric. I'm not sure where to look. I mean, I don't know when stuff's coming back. So I guess we'll start with the simple question. Do you think there will be an NBA season? It all depends on the timeline of coronavirus cases and how fast things get better or worse. Uh, In my opinion, it would be terrible if LeBron James does not get a chance to play for a title this year. He's just been balling out of his ass. But what do you think the chances are that either the season is canceled or they might be able to slip the playoffs in? Well, uh, you know, there's been a lot. Everyone's been waiting and trying to figure it out. And, you know, the, you know, earlier in the coronavirus timeline, Adam Silver was saying, you know, everything's on the table. But uh, the other day, Ramona Shelburne, who's, you know, ESPN veteran reporter, she Great said that stuff the, owners from her. The, the owners and the players are going to continue and finish the season no matter what. And so I think however long this hiatus goes, they're just going to wait and then they're going to restart the 2019-20 season and they're going to figure out a way to crown a champion, you know, if they can, if they have to play behind closed doors, if they have to quarantine players after the game. Like, I don't know what exactly all they're going to do, but, like, I do think that there's going to there's a world in which they, in September, resume the regular season and play through the playoffs and then they could start next season like next March or something like I just think the calendar is just going to move down the line however long this takes and you're you're talking about a, a huge effect on the world of sports in the NBA specifically I mean this week it came down that the Tokyo Olympics are actually going to be pushed back from the summer of 2020 which is insane to me you don't see Olympics moved unless something Epic is going on, and that's what this is right now, unprecedented and epic and global spread. So I guess we're kind of looking at a possible new world, and is what you're saying, going forward for the NBA schedule. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I, I think it's ironic, I suppose, that you know there was a lot of consternation and talk about uh, what would happen, how the NBA would deal with you know, trying to get more ratings because the ratings are down. How do they make it a more TV-friendly product? How do they get more eyes on it? And one of the proposals that one of the, I think the Hawks owners proposed is starting the season later in, uh, you know, in in like December and then having it go through July yeah. and then taking up all those, you know, where there's only baseball. <laughs> those dead or, sports months, yeah. Yeah, and so... uh that that was something that people were already putting on the table and it's like because of the corona like that actually may happen now and they may even do more things like the play-in tournament for the playoffs that you know was was talked about mm-hmm. maybe a mid-season tournament for like you know some kind of you know to, to mix it up and have all these uh, variety of things because you know their their whole like the whole calendar is getting like flipped upside down yeah we're talking with eric gunderson he covers lebron james for lebron wire of usa today as well as the nba for the associated press now i think that that plan could work but on paper there's a lot of things that uh you know events with these arenas that are scheduled year to year month to month uh, going on that's going to come into play as far as how you could schedule nba games at those arenas and i don't think college 
any sport, regardless of basketball, football, or whatever it is, could change their schedules because they're all based around their school year. So you've got to talk about the effect of how guys coming out of the draft would go into the NBA. I I like that plan, but there's a lot of stuff to be worked out, no? Oh, totally. But, you know, in in one sense, though, you know, you've got, um, you know, it would would be a weird calendar lining up thing with guys out of the draft, but you know, as you know, like when guys declare for the draft, they're not staying at school. They're That's going true. to they're moving to L.A. or Miami <laughs> yeah. or, or Vegas. If you've ever train. played NBA 2K, you know that as soon as you declare, you're off in training, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're off in training and you're at some nice place with a nice hotel and you're working on your game twice a day. And, like, that's what you do. And so, like... If they're not playing college basketball, I'm sure they can find time to like figure something out and they can figure out a draft. You know, like how wild would it be if they had like the NBA draft in the middle of the season? You know what? That I've hated how MLB does that, but I think the yeah. NBA could spin that into some very fun event involving the players. You know, yeah. doing something. And maybe that, and maybe that's a way to generate interest in the G League. It's like it's like oh well, why these guys wait? They have to play in the G League. It's like uh, now you can watch, you know, the top draft picks play each other in the G League. I love that idea. It's just kind of like making it like the triple double A, triple A, you know, like actually having stars in the minors. Yeah, like actually you can match up like the first 10 picks or first 15 picks against like the best G League team from the year before. Something like that. Get the contest going and just create some more fun midseason for fans that they haven't seen yet. I think that's a great idea, Eric. All right. Without being too crass or dismissive of the threat of coronavirus, though, um, as awful as it is that LeBron James wouldn't get to play for a championship uh, if the season didn't resume, maybe the best thing that could have happened to the Blazers is the season just fading off into the ether. The Portland Trail Blazers were three and a half games out of the eighth spot behind the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think there were only, like, what, 15 games uh, left to play at the point of the postponement of the NBA season. Uh, Am I off base in saying this, since their chances were so small, or, or am I just being a negative Blazers, Nancy? Well, I mean, I think on on, on one level, you're you're totally right. I mean, it, that's totally what was happening. Uh, but it's also, you know, as a guy who really loves basketball, and also obviously I follow the Blazers very closely. I follow them closely my entire life. Like. Yeah. Not getting able, not being able to see Yusuf Nurkic play on the day that he was supposed to play, like mm-hmm. that sucked. Like that, I was there covering for the AP the night that he snapped his leg against <sighs> the Nets, and like how great it would have been to see him get back out on the court and just play basketball again. Like that is something that, like, you know, there were only 15 games left, but like that was something that you know wanted to see that, that that was something that I wanted to see and it's like regardless of whether they're not going to make the playoffs or not like it's important that Nurkic gets back out on the court it's important that Zach Collins gets back out on the court it's important that the key players that you know Neil Olshay believes are the core guys on this team get back on the court and you know for for much of the season you know Dame and CJ have been there but like you know, except for the three weeks right before the end of this, you know, the suspension yeah. where Dame was out, you know, Collins played like three games and, and Nurkic didn't play the whole year. And it's like, you know, Nurkic was a big reason why they were in position to be the team that they were last year, you know, and Ennis Cantor did well, but it's like, you know, they made the conference finals without arguably their second best player last year. So, so like to me, like, yes, it's totally fair that the, 
uh, you know, you want the season to be over for the Blazers. But like, if there's a season or if they do something like a like a, a play in tournament, you know, if the Blazers are healthy uh, yeah. for the most part, without Rodney Hood, obviously, no, they like, got a shot because Collins might be back as well. Yeah, and and Collins might be back as well. Nurkic is already back; like he was back before the thing happened. And um, Collins was close. I mean, Collins was telling people that he wanted to play in late March, so like maybe right about now he could have been playing. Man. But uh, you know, and the Blazers had a home heavy schedule. They played Memphis twice, and uh, you know they could have really made up that gap if they had beaten Vegas, if they had beaten uh, Memphis twice, and so. I, I I think it would have been, uh, you know, I think it would have been fun. And obviously the Lakers are such a machine, so good. I love everybody, the national prognosticators giving Portland love, saying you don't want to face a healthy Portland team. But, yeah, I still think, especially by the Lakers, they would have been snuffed out pretty quickly in the first round. Uh, so off the court a little bit, the business of the NBA and sports in general has taken a massive shot to the gut. One big part of that, sports betting has just gone away. Well, not quite. There's really no games in the U.S. to wager, so sportsbooks getting creative with stuff like NFL free agency, obscure sports like lawn bowling or camel racing. Have you heard about this, and have you gotten a chance to place like bets on camel racing? How can you handicap that? I didn't know bookies uh, had like an inside contact for like lawn bowling in a lockbox set away for these end of the world situations. Yeah, no, I mean it's it, it's it's uh, pretty wild what they're having people bet on. I saw a website the other day where you can bet on the weather. <laughs> um, That's just you're you're throwing money away. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. I mean, you're basically throwing money away if you're betting on camel races. You don't know anything about it. So it's like anyway. I mean, I bet on. I you know, I'll bet on the NBA and I'll lose all the time, and I'm supposed to be next. So it's like you know. Sometimes under the brakes. I, I hear you, man. I, I haven't placed a bet on camels yet either, but I think I'm going to check that out. Uh, so, well, the Korean, I think the Korean basketball league is kicking up. I might, I might, I might check that out. They didn't suspend. I thought they suspended. They already, no, so they did. They did, but they might like they might they flatten the curve enough, and they're like testing enough people to the point where like they're like planning on coming back like in April. Okay, and so breaking the, news. The Chinese, the Chinese league is too, I think. Okay, so breaking news: we've got two leagues over near the outbreak of coronavirus. China, the basis of the outbreak, and then South Korea that actually might play. This is changing by the hour. So this is just how quickly this coronavirus situation is unfolding. Day to day, we're getting news. And last week, Adam Silver didn't sound very confident that they were going to play this season. Now he sounds a bit more confident. Maybe he's following the leads of the CBA in South Korean basketball after having some conversations behind closed doors. We're talking with Eric Gunderson. He covers LeBron James for LeBron Wire and USA Today, as well as all of the NBA for the Associated Press. Wanted to ask a couple of Blazers questions. I know they're not playing right now, but they are still on my mind. Going forward, a lot of people have been talking about this since their max contracts this summer. The Portland Trailblazers paying both Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum a lot of money. Obviously, they've earned it, but how tough is it going to be to be able to build a solid team around them as they get closer and making over $40 million a year? I love CJ. I think he should stay with Damon Portland. But is that scenario of Portland being able to pay them alongside other talent, is that even realistic? Well, I mean, I think part of it is that, uh, you know, you, you have your two stars there. I mean, in theory, it is realistic if you believe that Zach Collins can be 
a really good complementary piece next to Nurkic. If Nurkic can be the big man of the future, if you know you think Gary Trent can slot in there as a guy, as a you know a wing next to those guys, uh, you know if Rodney Hood comes back and is good and healthy, you know you have a seven-man rotation there. Maybe you think you know you can have a good team around them. I, you know it, it, it's hard because. For me, the, the, the question of, of, of Dame and CJ and how much money they make, it always comes back to who are you trading CJ's contract for? Yeah. And there's, you know, I hear Aaron Gordon. I hear, nah. uh, you know, no, I'm, yeah, no, I, I hear names like Aaron Gordon get thrown around. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not really into that. Like, that's not going to, you know, like Aaron Gordon can't. It can't like take over a game seven and win it on the road like CJ did last year. Yeah, like I just don't think Aaron Gordon can do that. He can win a dunk contest, but he can't take over a game like CJ can. And like I just I don't know exactly what you're trading it for. And I think another thing that makes me a lot less hesitant to trade CJ was that Anthony Simons had a terrible season. Right. He was supposed to come in and be the backup point guard, and that just kind of fell off the face of the earth by game 30. I mean, there's, I, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's true, but there are a lot of metrics that like rated Anthony Simons this year as like the worst player in the NBA. Like, like his like plus my, his like real plus minus was like 430 out of like 430 guys or something. Like it was insane. Like of guys that they've rated at that, you know, on that stat on ESPN. And like, it, it was just a bad season, and it's like I don't think that you can, as a Blazers franchise, be like, okay, well, we're going to trade CJ for a bunch of other role players, and uh, we're going to make Anthony Simons the, the the guy next to him or like the sixth man. And it's like, did our year one of that didn't go very well, and it's like I don't think you can really like at least when <laughs> CJ got a high usage rate and actually got to play or like actually got to play, he, his numbers were good. Yeah, like he was a good shooter before he got a lot of minutes. He he made play. He like showed out in the playoffs. Like he did things. You saw like, the efficiency. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yes, it's a problem, but it's also it's like, what are you going to do with that money otherwise? Is what I always come back to when I, we talk about Damon CJ and, and their contracts. That's a fantastic question to my question, and honestly, I would not be in favor of it unless they got somebody like a young, very exciting, prolific talent like John Morant or along those lines. Somebody that's younger than CJ and has the potential to be better, and there's maybe four or five of those guys. Yeah, like if it was possible that they could have traded him for like Kawhi Leonard or whatever, yeah. maybe you maybe you convince. Yeah, then you do that. But like, there's no like, there's no, there was no like scenario in which you're trading him and you're and you're better like that's that's the problem is that of trading cj is that with how much money he makes and all the other guys that could that make that amount of money that portland could get yeah are not as good as cj i want him here for as long i hope he finishes career here just like dame uh speaking of another portland trailblazer carmelo anthony a very welcome addition at rip city uh they took a risk on him a lot of fans weren't so sold on it but Two games in, his effort and his ability, you know, just to not only score, but the defense, the nose for the game, the way that he can teach younger players, just everything that Melo has brought to the Blazers has been awesome. So what do you think the chances are, now that he said he wants to retire as a Blazer, that Melo re-signs with Portland? Well, he, you know, he's, it's, uh, I, I, it'd be great if Melo's still here. I think a part of the, you know, and we, we just talked about what you have next year, 
you know, I think I, I named a seven-man rotation without Rodney Hood. Yeah. And you put Mello in there, that could be eight. You know, I didn't even mention Trevor Ariza. That'd be nine, and that's probably as as high as t- stocks would go in a rotation anyway. Yeah. And then you could fill out the roster with the other guys that you have with Little and 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 you know Hazonia and, and no and, no not Hazonia. He's gonna exercise what? his player option for two mil. I know he will. He'd be stupid if he didn't. But oh my goodness, I yeah. hope I hope Terry sits him on the bench. He had two good games before they they closed the season for coronavirus. But I don't know. I I didn't see enough. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, okay, but if he's your 10th, 11th man, like, whatever. Okay, like, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. And so, like, <laughs> you know, you could, I could see Melo coming back in that scenario. Um, but especially because it's like, it's either that or he's, like, probably not going to be in the league. And it's like, I get, like, basically the choices that Melo has is, like, made, like, because his former agent is now running the Knicks. Everyone's talking about, maybe that happening, but it's like, it's like, does Melo want to finish his career playing with Damon CJ or does he want to finish it playing with RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox and yeah. Frank and Delacina? Like, like, I mean, like, obviously he loves playing in New York, but like that moment in New York, isn't going to like come back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he already did that. Like, yeah. And so I think, I think there's a chance that he would stay even if he was coming off the bench. I love that. I hope he does. I, I want Carmelo. I personally think he's got two good years left in that body of NBA basketball. All right, one fun question before we get out of here. Eric Gunderson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on episode 12 of Believe in Trailblazers. So last week with no sports, here's what I watched. I watched Space Jam, Any Given Sunday, Remember the Titans, and then on Disney+, Plus, I found that old Disney Channel original movie Johnny Tsunami. It, awesome. Oh, classic. Oh, I know, right? So I, I love Johnny Tsunami. Oh, it's the best. I got to go back and watch all the other Disney Channel original movies. And I need to hop back on Disney Plus and watch The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. I, I haven't watched that in years, and it's on my list. What about you? Are there any cool sports movies you haven't watched and are planning to? Well, not necessarily haven't watched, but I'm planning to. I did watch, um, it's sports adjacent, but I did watch Uncut Gems. Oh, uh, yeah. That the Kevin Garnett did it. It's about, you know, you know, a, it's, tangentially about betting on basketball, which yeah. is fun. Um, I'm trying to think of any other sports movies that I'm like, I really want to watch right now. Uh, I mean, maybe if they put that Ben Affleck basketball movie on demand, I'll watch that. The new one that, that comes out. Like, oh, he's a, a coach. Yeah. After like, he, yeah, he's, he's a criminal like a recovering and, alcoholic yeah. and he's like an, and then he's like a high school coach and he's like yelling at kids, like telling them to play harder. <laughs> I'd watch like, that too. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'll, I'll totally watch that. But um, you know, I feel like I've seen all. I'm, maybe I'd watch. I'd watch White White Man Can't Jump. Like that's a that's a a classic sports movie that I'd love to watch again. Uh, uh, good old Woody Harrelson. Yeah, good old Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, uh, Rosie Perez. Oh wow, uh, yeah, that movie's stocked full of stars. I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah, I know. Marcus Johnson pulling a gun on people. It was great. <laughs> all right, I gotta go uh, watch that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, but anyway, so yeah, no, I, I mean, there's a lot of great sports movies. I, honestly, I'm, I'm right now. I'm watching. Uh, right now, I'm watching. You know, like I said, I'm watching some old Anthony Bourdain. Uh, watching some movies here and there, but not really sports movies other than Uncut Gems. And right. NBC Sports Northwest is airing Classics Blazers games right now, so uh, yeah. not a bad chance the next couple of weeks to go back and watch some of those as well. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe they're re-airing the uh, the four overtime game from the Denver series. 
That is one I told fans to watch last week, along with, uh, this is my personal favorite, favorite player ever, Arvidas Sabonis. His career-high 32 points, I think it was uh, March or April of 2001, and it was awesome. And him and Damon just are balling together just unbelievably. Oh, man, I've definitely got to watch that. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to chat some NBA with us, and I hope you and your family stay safe and healthy through all this. Make sure you're washing your hands and that uh, you're staying away from people. Oh, hey, before we go, please let our listeners know how to find you on Twitter and on the Internet and whatnot. Yeah, no, you can follow me, uh, Eric, E-R-I-K underscore Gunderson, G-U-N-D-E-R-S-E-N on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, Eric G 503 uh, You can see me on LeBron Wire, writing about LeBron James, LeBronWire.usatoday.com, um, and, and all that. So thanks, thanks for having me, Jordan. It was really fun. Absolutely, Eric. Wave at him as he goes. Eric Gunderson for LeBron Wire, USA Today, and AP. Well, that's a wrap on episode 12 of Believe in Trailblazers. If you have any burning questions about the team you want answered or you think I'm crazy, hit me up on Twitter on the Air Jordan with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Please, please, please hit the download button. Subscribe wherever you listen. We're going to come back next week with possibly an interview. I I just, you know what, my real job... uh, Covering the news this week uh, with the coronavirus pandemic has kind of taken me away, so I apologize I didn't get to this week in Blazers history. I will resume that next week. Uh, By the way, you can also find the show at Believe.com and Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's all for now. Portland fans, stay healthy and wash your hands. I'm Jordan Schultz, and I'll talk to you next week. Rip City, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.